For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What's up, H-Town? Uh, welcome to a somber episode 25 of the Believe in Astros podcast on a hangover Wednesday. Um, I am Jeff Balky. Joining me as always, my partner, Jeff Blum. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, YouTube as well. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us. Uh, we're at, at Believe in Astros on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Balky. Blummer is at Blummer27. Uh, feel free to send us your complaints, your comments, your <laughs> anguish. Um, <laughs> um, it was a tough night in Philly last night uh, after a rain delay on uh, Monday. Game got pushed back, and then uh, all hell broke loose very shortly into uh, Game 3, and the Astros didn't recover. Blummer, um, were you apoplectic last night, or were you subdued in your given the fact that it all happened so early? Um, it's Man, it, things are going to happen in the game. Obviously, we're, we're going to be wrong every once in a while. I felt that Lance was going to be in a good position to start that game three, had the extra day rest with uh, the rain out, and it just didn't go that way. Maybe it was an extra day for the Philadelphia Phillies to do mm. some more homework and make the adjustments against Lance. But, uh, you know, it escalated quickly, in the words of Ron Burgundy, and yeah. uh, it, it just exactly. never relented, you know. And it's one thing to go out there and have your starter give up the runs, but it's another thing to have your offense really go out there. And I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if the circumstances mm. put that offense on their heels, but for whatever reason, they were not able to get to Ranger Suarez, which I actually found kind of surprising. I did too. I tell you, the, they, uh, the Phillies went out there and killed a guy with a trident. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Basically, what happened. I mean, last somebody night brought a grenade. Another, for another quote. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it escalated very quickly. All right, quick word for our sponsor, Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest uh, to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Um, World Series is still ongoing. Don't everybody commit Harry Carey yet. Uh, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet Online. Where the game starts. Well, let's before we dig into Lance uh, Bacullers' um, disaster of an of an outing. I, I want to talk a little bit about the bats first because you brought it up. You said it, they didn't hit well against Ranger Suarez. Mm -hmm. It is important to note that the Astros have scored ten runs in this World Series, and the only runs they've scored are against the Phillies' two aces. They haven't scored any runs against anyone else. <laughs> 
in this series. And this was supposed to be the weakness of the Phillies was their bullpen. Um, and they didn't throw Alvarado or Dominguez last night. They didn't even throw Eflin, which I'm not sure is necessarily a positive thing. Um, but what happened? It just felt like the Astros had no energy on offense. It felt really, they felt seemed really lethargic on offense. And maybe I'm, I'm seeing more, maybe I'm uh, seeing more than I think I'm seeing, which doesn't even make any sense, but, um, maybe I I just didn't feel like, I mean, did it feel like that to you? Uh, the only thing I found interesting was the fact that they were in attack mode. You know, it wasn't really that patient Astros team that we're accustomed to getting good pitches to hit. It felt like they were they were they were swinging at Ranger Suarez's pitches. They weren't swinging at their pitches, and they kind of found themselves in a hole. But credit to Ranger Suarez for mixing up his pitches, m- locating his pitches incredibly well. And I don't know if that was a you know that was a. Uh, that was a benefit to pitching there at home in uh, in Philly's ballpark where he had the fans behind him. He was on a mound that he was comfortable in because if you remember at the end of the season when the Astros lit him up, mm-hmm. it was in Minute Maid Park. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it just felt, you know, it was a combination of swinging it at the pitcher's pitches and then getting behind early and maybe that crowd kind of suppressing any excitement there was going to be in that Astros lineup because it felt like their idea was if we can take that crowd out of the game yeah. early we've got an opportunity to to go out there and win this game but when they didn't do it and saw what happened to Lance I feel like they got kind of put on their heels and maybe that adds to that lethargic uh, f- sensation that you felt at home watching the game. Man, that's a really good point. About you know, the first inning was I think four pitches against Suarez, mm-hmm. and I mean, look, there's one thing. It's one thing to attack the baseball. It's another thing to just go out there and wildly swing at everything. <laughs> You're right. Their their patience level at the plate was just not. It was just non-existent, really, which is surprising because this is the first time I've seen in a while where it felt like the Astros were taken out of their game. And mm-hmm. you don't see that very often from this team. This seems really disciplined. And it just seemed like this was maybe the first time where I've seen a team just really put it to the Astros in a way that took them out. And especially in a World Series, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, and it's going to happen. I mean, the, you know, I think one thing we have to remember, too, as much as everybody wants the Philadelphia Phillies to be the underdog, it, they are still one of the highest paid payrolls in all of baseball. Their expectation in spring training was to compete in the National League East, but there's also, you know, there's an undercurrent of the Astros struggling against the National League East teams over the years. But I also feel that this season that the National League was a stronger stronger league, and maybe that's where the Phillies are gaining some of this momentum. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they, they mentioned it on the broadcast last night that uh, they were playing in a very tough division um, as opposed to the Astros, who were you know, basically mopping the floor with the, Amer- with the American League West. Um, so, yeah, I think there's no doubt the Phillies are probably better than I think most people thought they were going to be um, coming into the postseason anyway, if not from the beginning of the year. Uh, and that certainly has played a factor. With McCullers, was he tipping his pitches? Um, I, there, there's a lot of video and a lot of fodder on on the internet that that happened relatively quickly, and it's yeah, it's yeah. Usual. I mean, and good or bad, conspiracy theory or not, it's it, it's out there. And maybe there were some little tweaks in between, uh, you know, that maybe he wasn't aware of. I'm not sure. You know, being on the field, you know, being. Being able to look at video is one thing, and breaking it down in the moment. But when you're in the in the 
in the World Series, in an intense environment, sometimes you see things, sometimes you don't see things. I'm not sure. You know, it, it's easy in hindsight to say, okay, he was tipping because, you know, there was a certain flare in the glove and a leg kick that was a little bit higher. But, you know, Lance still has stuff that's good enough it, when it's right. He can go out there and tell you what's coming and still be able to get you to swing and miss. I think that you know some of these pitches found the strike zone maybe maybe a little more often than he wanted because in the times that I've mm. seen Lance pitch extremely well, he's got that great two-seam run, but he's able to make that slider and that curveball look like strikes for about maybe 75% of the way to the home plate, and then it'll break off the plate. And you see guys chasing pitches off the plate. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies had a great game plan. They picked the ball well up out of the hand. They laid off pitches out of the zone and were able to get him in the zone. And I've said this about the Astros. They frustrate pitching when they don't chase, and you force the pitcher to throw strikes. That's when you can get to them. And that was probably more the case last night than anything tipping that the fact that the pitches that they were hitting out were actually in the strike zone. They did a very good job of commanding the strike zone against Lance. Well, yeah, and, and you know, it, the broadcasters brought it up on numerous occasions, but he just does not throw fastballs to lefties. And with a left-heavy lineup that, that the Phillies mm-hmm. have... Never is, has. Yeah, he never yeah. has. But he has to really be on with his breaking pitch, and he just really wasn't on with that. Especially the changeup. Yep. The changeup seemed really off... Um, and that's been kind of a money pitch for him recently. And we've seen him throw a lot of changeups that have been, you know, down in the zone and, and you know, on the corners. Um, and he just didn't seem to have it last night. I mean, for, and unfortunately, the Astros couldn't do anything to help him. No, yeah, that's true. I mean, you need to go out there and score runs and help him compete. Maybe that would, it would, it would have invigorated Lance to go out there and pitch a little bit better. But, you know, I, I do feel that there that there's got to be a sense of urgency in the in the World Series when even when you have your best guys getting hit around. We saw it in Game One with Justin Verlander, and then you see it with Lance McCullers when you when your aces aren't getting the outs that you need. You have to be able to adjust off that and maybe scrap the game plan that you were hoping for and go to that bullpen and maybe a little bit sooner than you would like. You know, it's one thing to have that depth, but it's another thing just to have it sitting there waiting for its turn. You sometimes you have to create that moment, get them in there, and shut down that opposing offense in order to give your offense a chance to come back. Yeah, and and I I, I will say this too, um, with the Astros, you know, I I was fine with leaving Lance in there after two innings. I know a lot of people were screaming for Dusty to pull him out of there. But it, obviously, that was the right decision since he went scoreless in three and four. I'm not so sure bringing him back in in the fifth, though, was a great idea. I mean, obviously, That's in hindsight, it's, it was it was a terrible idea in hindsight. But I mean, even at the moment, because you're coming back to the top of the order, and I mean, that just seemed like a bad idea. No, I think that was the biggest thing. Lance did make the adjustments, had a clean third and fourth inning like you're talking about. Once you get to that fifth inning, and I know the idea might be get him through the fifth and get him the W or have him qualify for whatever you want to get the W if the if the team comes back to score the runs to either have him spit the hook or actually take over the win. But at the same time, I totally agree in the sense that this was another opportunity for the bashers in that lineup to see him again, and unfortunately, they got to him. I think maybe if you could have gone to the gone to the bullpen in that fifth inning and kind of made those hitters uncomfortable facing somebody new, that might have been a better idea. And it's not as if you didn't have any additional starters in the bullpen. Oh, dear Lord. We talk about the depth all the time. Yes, all postseason long. Arkady hasn't been in there. He comes in, throws three scoreless, gives up like a single hit. Um, 
I, I just yeah it, that seemed like the biggest gaff uh, we've seen from from Dusty all postseason long. He's been pushing all the right buttons. That one just seemed really off to me, especially given the fact that they have such depth. One advantage, though, we can say is that they didn't use up their bullpen. Despite having Lance struggle, they mm-hmm. only had to throw Ryan Stanek and Jose Urquidy, so they're still going to be fresh for uh, for Game Four tonight. Oh yeah, no, they are. It, how good did Stanek look? By the way, oh. that ball was jumping out of his hand, and the secondary pitches looked great. He did, he did a really good job. Those high heaters to uh, Bryce Harper were something to watch. I mean. Isn't that beautiful? I, I was watching it with my father-in-law. And we were, yeah. It was just so good. We were like, he can, he wants so desperately to hit that high heater, and there's just no way. Look, even if he had gotten a piece of that ball, it's getting popped up. There's no way that ball is going anywhere, and it was just, oh, it was magical. It, it was magical. And that ball, I mean, that ball, that release. He has such a simple delivery, but that ball just explodes out of his hand for whatever reason. But it really exposed what I think Christian Javier maybe needed to see for his start in Game 4 is that explosive fastball at the top of the zone can beat the Philadelphia Phillies. A hundred percent, Blummer. I agree with you a hundred percent. Speaking of Javier, it's Game 4 tonight. Javier versus Nola. Um, Let's just mention it for now. Look, whether we like him or not, the Phillies fans are great. I mean, that's a great atmosphere for them that yeah. is definitely a, an assist for them they are nuts uh in in mostly the best ways i'm hoping if they do win the world series god forbid that they don't have to grease up the light poles in downtown again like they did when the eagles won the super bowl um <laughs> <laughs> or have or have like the guy that out there that like ran out and ate the the horse turd after the you know on the, in the middle of the street after the police horse had pooped oh. on the street just on a dare i mean they're insane people they really really are but tonight we've got javier I, is it wrong of me to feel like i trust him more than i do some of the other astros pitchers no i i mean it's it's so hard. There's track records. There's history. There's there's predictions. There's there's emotion. I mean, there's so much going into these games. But then you have a guy like Christian Javier, and but they call him El Reptile. And the reason they do is because it really feels like nothing right. phases him. It could be the hottest, you know, hottest part of the year in the roughest part of the neighborhood, and he just kind of rolls in, straight faced, and goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my best to give you guys an opportunity to win." And I think that's what kind of endears himself to us is that he does have that just that calm demeanor about him, and I hope that he maintains that uh, going into the game into game four. And I think he knows that his fastball plays. You know, even though we don't get a lot of emotion out of him, I think he does a very good job of preparing and understands situations, and that also what helps him stay calm in those situations. So, I'm 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 very man. Yeah, you're right in the sense that I want to say that I'm very confident. But the Phillies can swing the bats. But if he's able to execute the fastball in the top portion of the zone, it's going to increase his opportunity to go out there and have a good game. So he's got to be pinpoint. He's got to be good, and that fastball has to be racing out of his hand with that high spin rate to get some swings and misses and the pop ups that you talked about earlier. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be real interested to watch how he comes out of the gate tonight. Um, like you said, he is has such a mm-hmm. calm demeanor. <clears throat> I don't think the, the anything's really going to impact him that way. 
Um, to me, this, however, I do think the Astros have the ability to kind of quiet the crowd. Um, as they mentioned numerous times on the broadcast last night, neither of these teams has lost two games in a row in quite some time. Um, I personally don't expect it to happen tonight. Yeah. I think the Astros are going to force a game six uh, at bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And look, if we go on that, uh, you know, the team that doesn't lose two in a row, then it you know, we win tonight, they win tomorrow, we win game six. Unfortunately, that would mean they would win game seven. <laughs> um, but I do think that, I mean, obviously it's a must-win scenario for the Astros right now because you don't want to go down to them. I feel like that momentum going into uh, game five in Philadelphia with those fans, knowing you might not come back to Houston, is going to be a lot. So it's a lot. There's a lot on the line. I mean, there's a lot on the line in every World Series game, right? But tonight really does feel like a, a sort of a must win for the Astros. And I hate using that term because everybody uses it way too often. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can use the word urgency. You know, there, 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 there's got to be a certain urgency to there this game and recognizing that, you know, everybody, all hands on deck kind of situation. Uh, you know, I think the urgency left that game in game three real quick when the home run started getting bombed away and you saw mm-hmm. the Astros offense yeah. get suppressed. So you kind of wash that one away. This team does a very good job of turning the page. I think now that they're acclimated to the atmosphere, they they do need to play with a sense of urgency. They've got a lot of experience against Aaron Nola, so hopefully they can have a game plan that is able to put up runs early mm-hmm. and protect what we hope will be a very good Christian Javier, which will be interesting to see. But I, I agree with you in the sense that it's almost it's an urgent must-win situation just in the sense that you don't want to be in Philadelphia with that fervent crowd, you know, rallying behind these guys when they have a chance to potentially win the World Series, but they've got to win this game to force it back to Houston, at least give themselves some uh, some signs of hope. Yeah, and I will say this. Um, what I know we all hate seeing the Phillies hit home runs, but there was an incredible call. I'm, I'll post it on the Twitter feed of uh, from a French broadcasting team when <laughs> Kyle Schwarber hit that 444-foot bomb to deep center field mm. and the guy's just yelling Meno, 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 Messi and I was like it's one of the great <laughs> home run calls you will ever hear <laughs> and it's just it's fantastic even if it was against the Astros uh, Blummer any final thoughts about game four tonight yeah, just to, just erase Game Three from your uh, from your memory bank. I think that's what most ball players do, and the good ones are able to turn that page quick and make those adjustments. They've got to be able to do it quick. Uh, you know, the, Christian Javier's got to be on his A game, but when he is on his A game, we need that offense to step up. We need some of these guys like Jordan Alvarez. We need uh, Jeremy Painty to get back to be JP3 that we saw throughout the course of the season, this postseason. And let's get Jose Altuve going again. It, there's nothing left but to go out there and play that game. And these guys have that switch. Hopefully they flip it tonight. I couldn't agree with you more, Blummer. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss postmortem, whatever whatever happens tonight hopefully all good things um obviously give a uh, give us a follow uh, drop us a comment or a note and obviously uh, check out our uh, sponsor bet online uh you know for better or worse we will be sitting back in these chairs again uh, talking about the astros um whether it's still world series or not so keep uh, so definitely subscribe so you can keep up with us all during the world series as well as in the postseason because it's coming whether we want it to come or not if win, lose, or draw, and there obviously are no draws in baseball, thank God, 
Um, <laughs> the this the uh, Major League Baseball will continue, and we will be here to cover it for you. So thanks again, everybody, for joining us. Or we'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Astros. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.